0: jack stein and spike o'neill mr legislative session wrap-up himself how are you spike
1: (laughs) i am uh i'm actually smart enough to know that i don't know anything and humbled in the presence of our next guest
0: yes matt markovich aka mark matovich aka the most dangerous man in olympia (laughs) the man who has all the information when the dust settles there is only one man left standing that's Matt Markovich, aka
2: Eastwood.
1: <laughs> Mark Matters. has five bills, only six. <laughs> uh,
0: how are you, Matt? You doing well, sir?
2: I'm good. I'm good. All hyped up it. from yesterday, you know. I am yeah. Mr. Mister. Uh, oh, I was about to say woke, but I'm not woke at all. Oh,
1: hmm. We woke's a, it's a safe
3: place. This is yeah. Safe. Well, no, this is no, no. You look at the text line. I'm, I'm, probably, I'm playing it down the middle here. There you go. Fair <laughs> enough. Whatever. Fair enough. Plus, you're not as caffeinated as Spike and I.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, That's very good. True. No one is.
0: So, um, Matt, what happened with the uh, what happened with the session? What happened with the sesh, as the kids like to say? Oh yeah. See? Well, the sesh
2: is going on. I mean, so today, so there. So, you know, what's going on right now is kind of reflection of what happened yesterday. You know, when they talked about the pursuit bill, we talked about it on this right, air. 11th you know.
1: hour saving of that. Yeah. That, and
2: and, the, and kind of, so I found out some details like behind the scenes, you know, this is kind of what I have to do. I have to go behind the scenes about how this whole thing happened, because if you like politics, you're going to enjoy this couple minutes of me explaining what happened here. Um how the civic process works. So yesterday, you know, the the, the House was going to have a vote on the police pursuit bill that they had, and then they just scrapped it in the morning. So when the senator, the Senate found out that they were going to do that, they pulled this bill out of res, resurrection of, uh, and put it on the calendar and put it on the floor at one o'clock, voted, spent an hour. And they've debated it and passed it 26-23. So that's what you see on the, all the headlines. But behind the scenes, what happened is you have 29 senators, a Democratic-led Senate. And they all caucus. They have to sit there and decide, well, what are we going to do today? And Because they're Democrats and they control everything. You know, they have the majority. So they sit in a room, in a caucus room, and decide someone came in to them and said, you know, the House is not going to vote on this pursuit bill. We have one sitting in the in the graveyard over here. So we pull it out of the graveyard and put it to the floor of the vote. Big debate. 15 to 14. When the Democrats voted in their room, they voted 15 to 14 to put it out on the floor. One vote separated whether we were talking about this or not. And they put it out on the floor uh, and it passed. And so wow. behind the scenes, Monker Dingra, who is a key, a key Senator who two months ago killed the bill in her uh, committee, uh, didn't let it get a hearing, no public testimony. She ends up coming in, figuring out, Hey, this is going to be heard. I'm going to draft an amendment that kind of matches what the house bill is and pass it. And originally she voted against her, this big bill, but she ended up voting for it. The person, so that's the irony here. The person who killed it on the Senate side, didn't even give it a hearing, switched her vote and ended up voting in favor of this, this pursuit bill. And that's how it happened. That's how I, as I was joking in the previous show, how the sausage is made. uh, People were saying, what kind of sausage do you like, Matt? That's what the text line, that's what I was caring about there. You know, uh, so, This is how it was made yesterday behind the scenes and how it allowed it to happen. And you have to, I guess what you could say, you can applaud some Democrats who maybe didn't follow what a lot of what their leadership wanted and say, we need to put this on the floor and look what happened.
1: You know, it's only speculating, but uh, it seems to me that the public outrage of not addressing this issue may have actually reached.
2: It did. The legislators. it did at the same coincidentally at one o'clock yesterday afternoon, there was a big rally on the steps right yeah. outside yeah. Uh, about just allowing this bill to be heard. So it'll be debated because that's what wasn't happening and that's what didn't happen in the House. So here's the irony of all this. And I'm going to just I cue this up for you. Um, now, this same bill that the House just rejected basically by not putting it to a vote, the Democratic leadership in the House decided we're not even going to put it to the floor um, it's come right back at them, the yeah. same vote so today this morning the speaker arguably maybe the second most powerful democrat in the state she was asked what's going to happen to this bill that you just got inherited from the senate and this is what she said hold on i got to punch the right button here can i get there in there continues to be a broad a very broad diversity of opinion about uh the elements of any pursuit bill within our caucus and so i think we'll continue to move forward looking to balance the concerns that people have so anyway she gave up say we're going to go through the process there and the bill that she had did go through the process and the leadership decided not to vote on it so they're going to get a second shot at this and this is obviously one of the most controversial bills this yeah. year. Yeah, you asked about what's happening in the sesh. This is one of those big bills. Um, <laughs> yeah. And now it's thrown back to the House. And This is how your civics lesson works, and they they get to go through the whole, uh, imagine uh, the whole process again on on the hearing it, and it gets to the House floor. And we're going to see what happens. to get a second shot at it.
1: So if this passes the House, after it's it's passed the Senate. Correct. The Senate bill with an amendment that was uh, put on to be more inclusive of what represented the House bill. Right. So if this passes the House, does it then go to the, the governor for signature?
2: No. It'll go back to the Senate if there's any changes to it. Okay, for, and for then reconciliation. It goes, it'll ping pong back and forth until both sides have agreed on any kind of changes.
1: And when the same bill is approved by both houses, then it
2: goes to the Senate. That, that's correct. Okay. That's, that's how, that's how, that's how the sausage is sco- made. Else you know? rock
1: and I learned, but I learned even more from Matt Markovich.
2: Yeah, and so, uh, and then you had all the gun stuff. What we'll talk about that later. Oh,
0: so uh, Matt, and you've never seen anything like this before, right? This is the first time you've seen something of this kind of. Uh, well, I think
2: the, the pulling up out of the grave of a bill that was never heard, uh, that didn't deal with money. Um, yeah, that was a that was a total surprise. Whoa. I mean, that was a, a legislative surprise. Uh, You call it what you want, but in the world of politics, that was a big surprise, big, big surprise that I haven't seen for quite a while here in the state.
0: Yeah, I know people care about the Sean Kemp story. I know people Mm -hmm. are very invested in that kind of a narrative, but I, I wish that more people realize that this has... To, at least in in my assessment as somebody who's been doing this for a long time this this has much more of a, of a of, a, of a, an impact on people's lives and so but for some reason the emotional weight of it just isn't there even though we're actually talking about this is like something that defines the community right whether or not cops can actually pursue uh uh, criminals right this is a a huge issue but when you start to talk about it they just kind of tune out right
1: (laughs) well uh, well, like matt said though there there was a rally on the steps of the capitol yesterday right 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 right, right. So, uh, so so maybe the fact that we keep talking about this issue and the fact that the and crime is everywhere we don't you don't need Cairo news radio to tell you yeah. that there's crime everywhere we see and the police have had their hands tied
2: now uh, the leadership today made a big mention about the news media's involvement in all this and talk radio ah, go, yes. so yeah. they said and, and but it was a twofold thing so oh. what happened is last year when when they passed the bill that basically put the restrictions on the police uh, a higher standard to pursue somebody word got out on that now, until then, and this one uh, senator made a good point about it, until, before that moment, if you were a criminal, you needed an Excel spreadsheet to know where the pursuit uh, policies were from city to city to county to right. county. They changed. <laughs> yeah. And so the, 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 the criminals said, you know, if I go steal something in Seattle, they're not going to chase me. But if I go to um, Spokane, they will. You know, that kind of a thing. So, But what happened is the Unexpected repercussion admitted by one Senator, uh, Mark Mullet, uh, Mullet, who's a Democrat. He said, that's the big repercussion that we didn't expect. That once the word got out that police can't pursue us on a statewide level, not get rid of this expel spreadsheet on a statewide level. That was a repercussion that we hadn't planned on. And that was, and he admit, he said, that was a mistake. We have to fix that mistake. And so that... And then you have the press uh, talking about it, yeah. you know, announcing to all the criminals, hey, we got this, people aren't pursuing you. And then so all the criminals heard that through the press. But at the same time, just in this last month, it was all the media putting pressure, uh, acknowledging yeah, what's got to be yeah, done yeah, on, yeah. The, on the lawmakers. To, you got to do something, just at least do something to debate it. Don't even not yeah. even talk about it.
0: So, um, Matt, what else is going on in the sesh? What, is there any other the hot, spicy, legislative, dangerous legislative action that we should know about? That's well, they,
2: yesterday they killed the uh, blood alcohol, lowering it. They were going to lower it
1: to uh, to
0: 05
2: yeah right mm-hmm. yeah i'm yeah. so
0: disappointed i wanted them to do that i wanted them to well because i have a bias against this but i don't think anybody should be drinking and, and driving at all i happen to fall in line with the organizations like mothers against drunk driving or any of these other organizations who think that nationwide if you drink something you shouldn't be able to get behind the wheel of a vehicle but i i see why they would do that because it's not it's not a popular position to have i think
2: uh, and the, but also the big thing and this is i think it's And my gut feeling is it's finally going to pass is an assault weapons ban. So Mm. what they did yesterday in the house at the very last minute, literally at the last minute, five o'clock was a cutoff deadline. They introduced this assault weapons ban. It's been tried six times already. But this time it appears it may have enough votes because there's such a large Democratic majority in both the House and the Senate that it will pass. So what happened is they passed this assault weapons ban, and they really list a long list of what kind of weapons. Uh, it's not just AK-47s. Uh, that's Obviously, that's included in M-16s it, in the military style. It is a long range, of a lot of guns, about 50 guns specifically, that would be considered in this assault weapons ban. And I won't go into the arguments, but I think you can imagine what the – it's been the same argument over and over again. The Republicans basically saying you're infringing upon our Second Amendment right. Democrats saying, you know, we need to get rid of these weapons because they are involved in mass shootings. So I'm oversimplifying it, but that's that's, – the arguments haven't changed.
1: I'll tell you what. Dave Ross did a brilliant piece on MyNorthWest.com because he just quoted –
2: Legislators
1: yeah. from both sides of the aisle, he, and their and their comments and their their sides of the issues are all there in quotes on mynorthwest.com. I have a few arrows. of them
2: if I like, can queue them up or you, you got, you want, got, but, you got but, them but, actually
1: speaking the piece. Go ahead.
2: Well, I mean, I I have them uh, like okay, you you basically you have. Uh,
0: uh, matt markovich is trying to find his audio clips right now yeah that's exactly let me uh, let go me ahead. cover for you in the, in the radio business for a couple of seconds I'm, I'm, but i'm ready
2: phil, phil. Okay. all right go ahead okay here we go this is the this jim walsh
0: bill
1: makes the same mistake that many others do it assumes that by restricting the choices of law-abiding citizens in how they choose to protect themselves it will somehow affect the behavior of psychopaths and criminals and people bent on making mayhem.
2: And that's a kind of the, summarizing the Republican argument that, you know, you, even if you restrict the gun ownership to law-abiding citizens, you can't control the people like who are, like he said, uh, hell-bent on doing something yeah, yeah, about ill-intent. it and getting that gun.
1: If, and if only psychopaths and those with, with ill intent were the ones that used guns— to- it, 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 to commit crimes, that'd be a great argument,
2: but that's really not the case. But and here's one, and again, here's a, a Democrat saying why she voted yes.
0: Gun violence is preventable. This bill will save lives. I'm voting yes tonight for our kids. I'm voting yes tonight for my friend Gabe. And I'm voting yes tonight for the thousands of Americans who are killed and silenced by gun violence in this country every day.
2: And that's uh, Representative Liz Berry, who represents uh, Queen Anne here. I, I'm, I'm
0: I'm genuinely curious about this. Did anybody on either side mention that the vast majority of homicides in the United States that are committed with firearms are committed with handguns? Did anybody say that?
2: No, no, that yeah, wasn't.
0: I, I thought not. So it, what's interesting is the the representative who was talking about that. I think it's interesting that she's. I'm going to put this nicely, but she's ill informed on the issue. When she says the thousands of people who, who die as a result of firearms, the vast majority of that, almost the entirety of it, is is handguns. And if they really wanted to to treat the, the gun violence epidemic as they put it, they would be talking about handguns. But you notice they're not talking about handguns because that's not popular. When you say assault weapon, then that gets low-information voters to go, oh, yeah, we need to get rid of assault weapons, not realizing that the stats just don't bear it out.
2: Well, right? they actually included in this bill uh, is... Our guns that have larger clips and our uh, handguns, uh, so that's why I said there's a long list of. And I'm I, this is where I'm going to call ignorance here. I'm not a gun owner, so I don't know right. uh, the vari- the different differentiations between certain handguns that could be considered a semi-automatic, multiple clip handgun, and calling that an assault rifle. So the intent of these, I could say that the intent of why they pick these weapons. Is that they're they're intended to be fired very fast. Right. And unnecessarily fast. Uh, that is that is kind of what the overbroad category of the guns that they're listed in this bill. So does well, it have a chance? So today, I don't have the sound, but today on the Senate side, the head of the Democrats in the Senate, again, Democrats control everything, said very good chance this would pass. On the Senate side. So it pass the House, goes to the Senate, there's your civics lesson and the Senate guy, the head, head of the Democrats said very good chance of passing. So that's why I say it, this. They tried it six times last six years. And this is the seventh time and it may pass and eventually get to the governor's desk and the governor and to show where he stands on the side on the thing. He was in the wings of the vote last night. Applauding and high fiving everybody who voted for it, so he was actually on the floor. So Jack. you know how you know whether he's going to sign it or not.
0: Yeah, a lot of mystery here. Well, it's, it's just frustrating to me because all of the data on on gun violence is available to everybody from the DOJ, from the any regional authority out there. You can look at the statistics on gun violence. Overwhelmingly, it's committed with handguns. But people don't want to lose that right to own – and most people who are low-information voters are like, I don't want to get rid of handguns. What does a handgun do? I think part of
3: it is too, Jack, that people see these AR-15s and these others used in the most headline-grabbing mass shootings like at malls, churches, schools. It's not so much that they're – the handgun thing, which statistically is accurate, but I think that's why these weapons draw the attention.
0: Yeah. and I. But I would say to people as well, like, for example, Mark, I don't know if you know this, but do you know if there's an SKS that's listed on that list of 50 guns? Can you see SKS anywhere on there? Soviet style rifle? So uh, I'm, I, I bring uh, Matt, this up. Mar- little...
1: Mark Mark Matovich, uh, Matt's twin brother, is is actually working a different story today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I'm so that's
0: sorry. that's not happens every yeah. day. So, yeah. so my point is is that a friend of mine owns an SKS. It's a Soviet style semi-automatic rifle. Okay, that thing can go through ten rounds in a matter of seconds. It, no no one would ever think that that is a quote unquote assault rifle because it looks like a long rifle. Well, it sounds like it, sounds like
2: it meets it meets the description. One of the conditions is a semi-automatic center file rifle with a fixed magazine with a capacity to accept ten or more rounds.
0: So – and this would be my issue with it, right, is that we go around and we have these kind of arbitrary definitions and it seems as if they're just trying to crack down on whatever firearms that they don't like that are scary in that way, right? So well, – I think
1: more than scary. I think the ability to inflict mass damage quickly.
0: Right. But I, I saw there's a video of a, a firearms expert on YouTube and he was basically rebuking this claim and he was able to take a, a shotgun that was only able to hold four rounds. It had been you know converted to, to only hold four rounds and he was able to load and unload that thing at an unbelievable rate. And well, he's basically demonstrating to people that through a, a small amount of training that you would be able to do that as well. Yeah, but the so, usual
1: angry, psychopathic 17-year-old doesn't have that kind of expertise or training. All, he needs, for all he needs time. is one of those guns. Yeah, And a that's debate. what's happening in the sesh. That's right. Who's that's got the sesh? The, 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 the dope on the sesh? Matt Markovich, right.
0: a.k.a. Mark Matovich. We appreciate you, <laughs> the most dangerous man in Olympia. We'll take a really quick break. We'll be right back right after this. out there it has been debated for thousands of years. Is something cringe or is something based? We try to figure that out every day. They've <laughs> debated the same
3: thing for a thousand years? When will <laughs> they figure it out? So Never. It
0: so- Socrates, Plato, uh, Aristotle, all the greats, all the really deep philosophers out there, Foucault, uh, John Stuart Mill, Nietzsche, they all sat down and pondered this question for millennia. Is it cringe or is it based? So, uh, Matt, you want to set us up on this? This You uh, bet. So, newscaster
3: newscaster Chris Cuomo, exiled from CNN, he's now hosting an evening show on a channel called News Nation. Some revile Cuomo as a liberal, but he's decided to stick up for a right-wing figure this time, one you might not expect. That'd be the creator of the Dilbert comic strip, Scott Adams, who recently made these remarks on his podcast.
1: The best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people. Wherever you have to go, just get away, because there's no fixing this. This can't be fixed, right? This can't be fixed. You just have to escape. So that's what I did. I went to a neighborhood where, you
3: know, I have a very low black population population. So Cuomo spent the better part of an hour on his show interviewing this controversial cartoonist, and now he's getting attention for defending Adams, claiming, quote, he's not David Duke. And that alleged, quote-unquote, cancel culture taking Dilbert out of our newspapers just feeds people selling the same thing. So is Cuomo's take enlightened as and wise, a.k.a. based, or is it the cringiest <laughs> of cringe? Jack Stein, what say you? This is unbelievably
0: cringe. This is unbelievably tone deaf. I think this is Cuomo trying to rehabilitate his image in so many ways. This is also not cancel culture. This is what I would consider to be a quote unquote accountability culture. The only human being who's really ever been canceled in, in my mind uh, would be someone like Harvey Weinstein or someone like Bill Cosby. I would say Donald Trump is the most – I would say he's like a close third because he was kicked off of every social media platform. But he was still able to make money and set up his own social media platform. So in terms of Adams being canceled, I don't – there are still newspapers out there that carry his uh, cartoon. He has a very popular YouTube channel that he was able to keep. He has a a, – he's able to appear on Chris Cuomo's show – so in terms of him being "quote unquote" canceled, no, not not this is cringe. And Cuomo to have on uh, uh, Scott Adams in this way is really gross because what he do is to be a moderate. Where if we put this in any other context, no one would find it acceptable. If Scott Adams had said Jews. If he said, well, there's no helping these people, we need to get as far away from these people as we possibly can, no one would put up with it. If it was uh, Al Sharpton and he said, we need to get away from white people and we need to get away from them as fast as we can, no one would put up with it. Well, some people would put up with it. I'm sure the people at MSNBC would put up with it, but but that's neither here nor there. The point is, is that this is unacceptable rhetoric in so many ways, I think, for anybody to have. I'm not saying his free speech should be hampered. I'm just saying that this is unacceptable rhetoric ways of speaking, particularly if you're an American much like myself and you love our diverse tapestry of opinion uh, and uh, uh, multiculturalism, if you want to call it that. Spike, what do you think? Cringe uh, or based?
1: It's it's so cringe. And Chris Cuomo, you know, is, yes. is, are you this <laughs> desperate to get attention that you'll platform this guy? Yeah. What but, but was even worse than having him on and saying he's a victim of cancel culture Was was Adams defending his take? He's saying things like, um, "I offended people so that we would be drawn to the solution." What? I I wanted to start a conversation that would be to so we could have a productive argument. What? No, you weren't. You were you were misrepresenting a poll about how African Americans feel about their lives in an America that has systemically, you know, oppressed them, if not. Assaulted them, and you take this to make you know just separate. You you took a separation point of view, a closed society where you won't associate. I live in a gated community. Apparently, his gated community is along the Nile because he's in denial so bad about what he actually said. And and to, ha- the
0: I 90s I want their joke back. I, like. I know, I know, <laughs> I know.
1: I I'm, sometimes I I I shouldn't go with the old stuff. I should write new stuff. I, I, I'm just mystified. Yeah, but I'm mystified yeah. that this guy, he is, though. He's in complete denial of the, of the position that he took and how that plays for the entire world. You, it's tone deaf. You're right. That's a better descriptive.
0: Well, so one of the things that, the, and I'm not name calling here, but one of the things that narcissists like to do is they say, I have tried to help this situation and I have failed. Therefore, the entirety of the situation is beyond repair. This is classic cluster B. Narcissistic personality disorder type stuff. That is, and I'm not saying that this is what Scott Adams is, but that is what he said. He said, "I've tried to reach out to the black community. I've tried to do things with black people. I've tried to blah, blah 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 blah, and it didn't work. So now I have to move away." That is that is the most immature way of of handling talking about uh, ethnic issues in the United States that I have ever heard, and people like. Richard Spencer and people like David Duke want people to think like Scott Adams. They want people to get frustrated and they want people to remain ignorant in so many ways so that they start thinking like this. This is clear, like alt-right pipeline type um, uh, logic that he's using here and language that he's using here. And what's really sad about it is that Scott Adams is not a stupid person. He's a very smart guy. He's a very clever guy. He has just rationalized himself into the position that somehow because he can't fix uh, ethnic relations in the United States, that somehow it's irreparable that to me it's that is not only is it bizarre but it's indicative of mental illness this sense of grande i mean spike could you imagine if i said well you know spike I, I can't fix what's going on in the hispanic community i've tried so hard to fix what's going on in the hispanic community i just can't be around it anymore because if i can't fix it nobody can that's madness that's that's a god complex that's way out of control and then to come back and say well i just wanted people to talk about it i just wanted to start a conversation there's I don't know a, a few hundred different ways to have that conversation that doesn't involve the language around. Well, we should just separate the races and we should just be separate altogether. And, and I mean, it, it, it's the least effective way to do it.
1: Not to mention the fact it's he's basing it on a total misrepresentation of a poll taking taking the uh, an yeah, opinion not poll. To yeah, you know, forty nine percent black people have a problem with white people. No, that's not what was was asked, or that's not what was answered. But thanks for misrepresenting that the way you did. And it's the it's the right. victimhood that they embrace when you know I try to help and nobody so I'll just go and Cuomo calling for him to be reinstated in these papers, you know like
0: yeah. Do please. you think
1: that Scott Adams please. was a victim? Had his First Amendment rights violated? In any way, shape, or form. No, oh, if oh, anything,
0: he if anything, he exercised them in the most beautiful way possible, and then he received ramifications for his actions. Ex- absolutely is, right, you know,
1: consequences the from your way, ex- I suppose. Ex- exactly. You know it, these were these were newspapers that decided that they didn't want to be associated with somebody who would make these comments because they've got advertisers, they've right. got readers, they don't want to be associated. That's how the free market works. That's how freedom of speech works.
0: Oh, I yeah, just... I saw this bizarre article spike the other day about um the about Adidas dropping Kanye West for his anti-Semitic comments. Right, and I won't name the publication, but the t- the title of the article was uh, "Adidas Get Woke Go Broke," lo- set to lose seven hundred and thirty-five million dollars this quarter. And I I was thinking, you're telling me that because a company doesn't want to be associated with uh, Kanye West Nazi sympathizer who, quote-unquote, loves Hitler, you're telling me that that's woke now? <laughs> that, yeah, a, that a company yeah. who says, we don't want to be affiliated with Nazi rhetoric, that's that—that's the level of woke that we can't tolerate anymore? Again, I won't name this publication. It's easy to Google it. Um, but my my point is is that the, the I think that there are too many people out there who are, they, they consider themselves to be, quote-unquote, free speech absolutists, and they don't realize that the platforms that give these guys the opportunity to speak, they also have the right within their free speech to not associate with that individual. Freedom of association is a beautiful concept that we have in the United States. But people think that they're entitled to different platforms, and that's exactly what Chris Cuomo is saying. Well, they, they should put him back in the newspaper. It's like, please, why should, why, why should they? They could drop them for any reason. So anyway, but we'll no, take a really I, quick I break when we agree get back. to so Couldn't agree
1: more, man. I'm sorry. Go I ahead.
0: appreciate that, man. I'm usually, I'm usually right about things. Usually correct. <laughs> take a really quick break. We'll be re- we'll be right back right after this with a little news of the world. Sunny delight releasing an alcoholic beverage. I don't want to live in this timeline. Like I want to. <laughs> Can we get the Avengers to oh. go get Meanwhile, the Tesseract? I'm like,
3: can I get a case of that? Oh, you
0: are sad, uh, really? I'd so wait, try that. Wait, oh. Matt. Can we investigate this really quick because this is important, right? This is <laughs> this is objectively disgusting, and there's a reason not why I call you Psycho Matt very lovingly. It's this is probably un- why. Underneath the thin veneer of sanity that you that you have that you give out to the world on a daily basis, I believe that underneath that there is deep seated. Psychosis that we need to address,
3: <laughs> probably.
0: <laughs> so, and it pops out every so often, and this is a perfect example of this. You, we were supposed to be talking about childhood nostalgia, right? Childhood joy, it's the things that bring back l- memories of of uh, uh, being cared for and loved by one's parents. And you give us this article about Sunny D is releasing an alcoholic beverage, and your first thought is, "I'm going to try that." <laughs> I can't I'm wait like to get to me some of that.
3: <laughs> well, see, Jack, I had a lovely, loving childhood. I have yes. some fond nostalgia of it. The only thing missing but was vodka. Now I'm forty years old, <laughs> <laughs> cynical and bitter. The only thing missing in that cocktail is vodka. Pour me up.
1: So wait, l- okay. let me have some Sunny D. I'm not familiar. I know what it is. I don't. I can't tell you I've ever had
0: it. Sunny Sunny Delight is basically orange juice for people that hate orange juice, right? So it's everything that, that it has. the it's it kind of tastes like orange juice. But not really. It's very syrupy. It's very sugary. Okay. It's it's like it, when you drink it, you feel like you're drinking it 15 minutes after you finish the glass. Do you know what I mean? It's it the, coats, it's
1: the government cheese of orange juices.
0: It, it coats the mouth. It's like a thick, almost viscous, oh. chemical-esque, uh, drink. Stop Trevor, making d- me thirsty. <laughs> Trevor, are you a Sunny Delight person? Yes or no? You like it? Yeah? No. Uh,
1: no, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like the yeah. scene of The
1: Godfather. <laughs> uh, your You're coming to my restaurant and give me a son of the day and the day my daughter's to have brunch. <laughs> I'm going to treat you with a of disrespect.
0: <laughs> Wait, so, so, Matt, psycho Matt, you're, are you telling me that you enjoy Sunny Delight? Yes, I absolutely. Oh, no, absolutely, no, absolutely. Do this you have is, it currently
1: is, in your
3: fridge? Do you have a, Not currently.
1: <laughs> the The advertising blows my mind. Yeah, my two favorite things together, really? Sunny D and
3: vodka, are your favorite I would, things? I would, I would say that one of those two things is my favorite, and it's not Sunny D.
0: <laughs> okay, so the, just so people know, the, the beverage itself, each can is made with quote-unquote real fruit juice, which I find to be very suspicious when you have to put that in quotations. It <laughs> <And> has <laughs> z- zero grams of sugar, which is not true because vodka as an alcohol is sugar. Yeah, It has 95 calories and is 4.5% alcohol by volume. And the idea came to life thanks to popular demand from consumers. This has to be a troll. This has to be a group out there that thought, can we get Sunny D to put vodka in their disgusting beverage? Can somebody text in and tell me why they enjoy Sunny Delight? I need to know why people like Sunny D. Why do people, how could anybody enjoy this beverage? If you're drinking it right now, I don't mean to come down on you. I just need someone to explain to me why they enjoy this. I can't see why anybody would enjoy a a glass of Sunny Delight when you could have fresh O.J., right? delicious O.J.
1: Have yourself a virgin screwdriver, as Charlie (laughs) liked to call it on Two and a Half Men. Um, You know, I, I tell you what, though, if you are drinking Sunny D, I think maybe adding vodka helps to ease the pain. That you're drinking Sunny D in the middle of the afternoon. <laughs> you know uh, th- this, this quote in the story, everyone who knows me knows my favorite drink of choice is vodka and Sunny D. And then next day, they also know that I like my house with wheels under it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> seriously, folks.
3: Last but- attended concert, Kid Rock.
1: Kid Rock Tour, the Unwoke Tour, um, which is actually coming, by the way. You know, though, um, Jack, last week we had a story about, you know, what was it? Um, uh, Mountain Dew? Yes. Alcoholic Mountain Dew?
0: Yes, yes. I
1: mean, this is just somebody do not, not wanting to miss the bus as it goes
0: by. I just can't. Okay, do you remember the candy gushers? Do you remember that Yeah, candy? they would
1: squirt like a little sugar juice in your mouth when you've been into them, right?
0: Right. This this to me is the same thing. I don't like the <laughs> idea that we're going back into childhood products that are meant to be delicious, and then we infuse them with alcohol and or other substances to try to make yep. them appeal to adults, Right. Like if if uh, I don't know
1: new Kahlua it, and chocolate milk is that where you are afraid this is headed exactly exactly
0: yeah. exactly we're n- now it's going to be Nesquik and Kahlua right
1: <laughs> <laughs> well have you seen the gummy edible weed market it's that's isn't that what they're really doing too
0: yeah I've I've seen that and I guess you know as an adult if I want to enjoy an alcoholic beverage of my own uh, creation I can just go and I can make it myself right I don't need this to be marketed and sold to me. I, uh, anybody could could come up with this, is what I'm saying. Anybody can put vodka into Sunny Delight and you know contemplate where their life went wrong. anybody can do
2: that. <laughs> can do that. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> I just don't I just don't recommend that people do it because it seems like an awful idea. I feel like I could take the paint off my walls with Sunny Delight vodka seltzer, is what I'm saying.
1: You do realize that there are uh, multiple franchises of quickie mart gas station convenience stores that are going to be selling this faster than they can get it in the doors right
0: <laughs> as a joke yeah
1: probably uh, uh, I, I wish i wish <laughs> we still lived in that america from the text line response i'm not so
3: sure this yeah. would be a joke <laughs> i think i think this might have a market here in seattle you're kidding me
0: you're no, ki- I, can't believe no, this. no I can't believe this i'm gonna kidding. have to read some of these. that's not We're a two five three
3: this. number matt
1: that's a two assist number. are you sure about okay <laughs> sorry two five three i love you